0: All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Authors Unite Show. Today, I got Shirley Owens with us. She is a best selling author and relationship coach. Her clients have included MLB players, celebrities, children, women in transition, and couples. And she has a passion for empowering people to get what they want. So, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Of course. Grateful to have you on. Um, so a bunch of questions are flying through my head right now. So I'm going to try to pick the, uh, first one out for this one. Uh, So let's, let's do this because you know, it is called the authors unite show. Tell us about your journey of writing your book and then marketing it to bestsellers. So let's start all the way from the beginning. How did you even come up with the book and then, um, you know, the whole process of finishing it and then the marketing aspects.
1: Okay. Um, well, I had kind of a crazy childhood, like a lot of us. And for probably 20 years, people would say to me, you need to write a book. You need to write a book. And I kept thinking like I needed to be someone famous first, and then people would want to listen to my book and, or read my book. And so one day I just, I don't know, I had, I had just gone through my third divorce and lots of, lots of, therapy modalities, you know, searching within myself, a lot of that type of thing. And I had been actually coaching couples for, and individuals like in the MLB and working with men. And so I had had all this coaching experience. I'm really, really good at other people's lives. And I was just like, okay, it's about, I think it's time to be good with my life and teach me all the same things I've been teaching everyone else. So I just woke up one morning literally and just said, that's it. I'm just going to write my book. I'm not going to wait for something else. And so I hired a book coach and, uh, Angela Loria author incubator. And she was amazing, but like, it really wasn't what I thought I was going to write. It was, it was more like, as I went along, it just kind of came to me and I went through a lot of my own stuff, breakdowns, breakthroughs, and I really struggled with the name. So my publisher and my coach were telling me that this is the name, get what you want from your man. That's the name of my book, get what you want from your man. And it sounds kind of petty. And I just, it didn't really resonate with me, but I'm like, okay, I'm gonna put it out there. It's, it's the hook. And really what the book is about is how to get what you want from a place of love and kindness and not from manipulation or head games. So I teach women in this book, how to transform the relationship into something they love and adore and something that they get whatever they want in.
0: Got it. Okay. And then, um, so, and then bestselling authors, this, this a- Amazon, correct?
1: Yeah, I really, it was, I did a book campaign okay. and I've just put it out there to all my friends and family um, I have a lot of followers on Instagram, Facebook, and I sold over a thousand copies my first week.
0: Nice. That's that's awesome.
1: And yeah. So I was like best selling author in in eight countries and or five countries and eight categories. So it was pretty cool. Number one in number one in all of those. The only yeah. place I wasn't number one was India and I was like fortieth, but that was it in the
0: top hundred or something. So, well, yeah, I mean, maybe you might not have a lot of connections out there yet. Um, (laughs) no, so that's awesome. And okay. So then let's talk about if you're, if you're open to it, right. So uh, it seems to me you had a period where you like reflected, like, what did the three divorces kind of like teach you? Like, was there like something that was happening that like, did you notice a trend or like what, what kept going wrong, I I suppose.
1: Okay. So yeah, I did notice a trend. I wanted what I wanted. Like I wanted a faithful man. I wanted like whatever, all these things that came in. And I realized that I, I was trying to force them to become what I needed. And a couple of them were unhealthy more on their part than my part, but, but I allowed it. And so so what I learned from that was I can only be who I, I only have control of who I am in a relationship and who was I being that would have three men treat me the same way. Who was I being to have that happen? And so instead of putting the blame on them and who they were to me, I really started reflecting on who am I, who am I in this relationship? Who am I as a woman, you know, who am I that would have that would be attracted to this or would have them treat me this way and I really like went inside and realized that some of the things that I was doing and and mostly it was trying to force them to be something that I wanted them to be instead of making a decision that they weren't what I wanted and and not going into it in the first place or you know that I would live and accept with what they were and so I, I wasn't doing either of those things. I wanted them to be what I wanted them to be.
0: Got it. Okay. And then, um, for your clients, like, you know, and uh, there's probably some like client privilege th- thing, right. So you maybe can't mention who they are. Um, yeah. but, but like, how did you, for the MLB players and celebrities, how did you like go about like landing, you know, these, these type of clients?
1: Well, it was pretty cool. I, I live in a, well, at that time, it was a kind of a small town in Arizona, and we had an independent league, an independent. And kids had just brought this newspaper home from school, and there was a player on the front. And I loved baseball, huge baseball fan, and it said, We'll play for housing. So I was like, What does this mean? So I called the number. I was just super curious. And they said, If you let a player live with you and you feed them, then you can, we'll give you, front row seats to every single game and so I went and met a player and I've always had a gift of reading people so I felt really comfortable with him and who he was Bring him into my home I had four kids at the time and I brought him in and he lived with us for six months and I went my kids and I went to every single baseball game so like there were 63 games I believe and I went to 60 of them And that's
0: awesome.
1: Yeah, it was really cool. And so I really got to know all the coaches, the teams, all the kids on each team. And so one of the players on our team, I noticed that he was like this amazing pitcher and he had five solid pitches. And I was like, he's a really good closer. And he kept saying that nobody was watching him. Like he hadn't had anyone contact him. And, and, you know, I didn't know, what do I know? I'm just a mom. I like, I am a baseball fan. I didn't know the ins and outs of scouting or anything, but one of the games I went to was towards the end. And there was this like crotchety old man. Hopefully he forgives me when he listens to this, but he was sitting in the front row, down on, on the other side. And someone said, he's a scout for the Padres, but don't go talk to him. He's not nice. He's from New Jersey. He's not nice. And so (laughs) I, those went, crazy
0: people, they're me. <laughs> right?
1: Well, what I've learned is they're only as nice to you as you are to them.
0: <laughs> so, hey, that's fair. Yep. <laughs> right?
1: So I went down, tapped him on the shoulder, and I was like, hey, what would it take for you to watch a player? And he was just like, oh, you're a girl. You're in my conversations over. I'm not talking to you. So that was the third inning. And by the seventh inning, we were best buddies. He had switched his flight. he I went down, talked to the coach, and had the rotation of the pitcher's switched and he ended up loving this kid and invited him inviting him to the Padres training camp signing camp so I showed up to that to watch him and there were 180 players and they picked six to recruit out of the 180 and this man says you know I don't know who you are, but here, I want you to pick six players and hand, and he gave me a piece of paper and said, just hand it through the fence when you leave. So I left early. I, I had written down six players that I thought looked like baseball players. And it was just like this presence about them. And he called me that night and he said, how did you know you picked four of the six that we picked? And so, yeah, I ended up being a like a bird dog associate scout for the Padres for like six years. And, you know, it wasn't anything official. I made really good friends in baseball. They would call me and have me meet a player or I would bring players to them. And we just had a really good relationship. So during that time, I've, I've always been good, like I said, at other people's lives. And so one of the, one of the guys that was in up in the front office said, he had, his son was having an issue with drugs. And so I started working with his son and helped him out. And then it just kind of started going there where like, I ended up going to winter meetings that year. I ended up meeting people from all the teams and then each team splits up a lot, you know, so players from the Padres now, the most of the guys that were with the Padres then now work with the Diamondbacks, which is awesome for me. And, um, but now I'm friends with I don't know, a hundred different guys in baseball, in the MLB. And if there's ever an issue with a player or family members, they call me and, and I really learned about, um, just really how to help them get over obstacles. And I could meet with them on a level that their team doctors couldn't. And it was just, it ended up just being a really amazing thing. So I have a good reputation in baseball and, you know, they're connected to celebrities. And so I've had some of those and it's been it's been really fun.
0: Got it. Okay. And then, um, no, so it also says that you have a passion for empowering people to get what they want. So it's a big question, but like, yeah. how do we get what we want?
1: So every single thing we do in life has to do with a relationship, whether it's a relationship with ourselves, with someone else, with teammates, with producers, with our kids, with, you know, there, it's a funny story, but my husband bought a truck a couple of years ago and he bought this truck because we merged families and we had an extra kid. So, so he has three kids. I have four, but I had one left at home and his name is Saber. And so for a year, two years, Jeff called his truck Saber's truck. And he almost like had a chip on his shoulder because he had to buy a lower truck with a bench seat so that we could fit all six of us in there. And I always told him like, you have such a bad relationship with your truck and a guy's got to have a relationship with this car, right? Or with his truck. And so this truck only had 20,000 miles on it and it broke down and it kept breaking down. And We could not get it to work. The wheels were literally falling off of it. And it, like a nice Toyota Tundra. And so he traded it in, I don't know, a few months back and got the truck of his dreams. And he loves this truck. And it's like, everything is different. He's like, it gets better gas mileage. And that sounds really woo woo. And it may not have anything to do with it, but it's just kind of funny to see like his relationship with his truck makes him enjoy driving or makes, you know, everything has been better with that. And so I always joke that it even has to do with the relationship with your truck, but everything in life has to do with relationships. And how we relate is everything. So who we are being in all of our relationships is how we affect change response. So if you're fighting with somebody and you are a reactor, so I talk about there being reactors and creators. So if you're a reactor, you're going to react, you're going to meet them at the level that they're at. And that never solves anything. There's just going to be a lot of fighting, you know, a lot of Contextual ping ponging back and forth. And, but if you're a creator, you can slow everything down, you know, ask, hey, what does it feel like to be in a relationship with me? Or, and then listen to their answer, or they must have had a bad day at work. So instead of like someone coming in the door and snapping at you, instead of snapping back, be like, hey, how was your day? Or I'm sorry you had a bad day. And so it's really all about relating. And I have found that when we come from a place of understanding and the other person's perspective, we're able to have more productive conversations and more productive relationships.
0: Yeah, I like that. Everything is based on a relationship Mm -hmm. in every area. I I never really thought about it in that way, but um, especially I, I agree with with like a car um, I actually just Uber everywhere now um, so I don't even have my own car I've just found that to be the easiest thing yeah, it's great. Um, so that that's what I do but I do know that yeah it's, it's kind of strange especially for people that they commute every day like if you, don't, if you don't like your car then the thing that you're driving there and back every single day is like not an enjoyable
1: experience right <laughs>
0: I feel like it kind of affects every other area of your life. Then, probably. Too.
1: Yeah. And when it comes to like getting what you want from your man, specifically, I have other books coming out that are from your kids, from your job, from your career. Like there's a lot of, that you can use this in anything, but for instance, if I want something off of a shelf, I could be like, Hey, will you get that off the shelf for me? Or, you know, whatever. Or I can say, Hey babe, can you use your manly guns to get that box off the shelf so I can just watch you lift it? And he'll be like, Oh yeah, I'll go right. Do that right now.
0: Yeah,
1: (laughs) Right. And so like building people up really has them want to give back to you.
0: Yeah, I agree. I'm going to send this interview to my (laughs) (laughs) ex-girlfriend.
1: For real. I teach women how to get what they want from their men, but tons of men have read my book. It's endorsed by two men. And They're all like can i give that to my wife can you send that one to my girlfriend whatever because (laughs) even though i'm working on women and teaching them to like that we're actually really amazing as women we don't have to compete with men i i teach them how to love their man in a way that would have him wanting to just give everything back
0: Mm, i love it um so really last question i have for you It it was great having you on the show is um, where can people connect with you? What's the website? And then if they do want to grab a copy of the book, uh, where's the best place for them to do that?
1: Okay, so my website is getwhatyouwantguru.com. And I would love love people to just contact me on there. And, you know, like, let's just say like the first 10 people who say hi to me, I'll send them a free book.
0: Oh, that's a deal.
1: Yeah, so, and then And it's for, in all the bookstores, like on um, independent bookstores, it's, it's pretty prevalent. You just have to Google it. It's get what you want from your man. Um, and it's Shirley Baldwin. My book was written in my maiden name. So yeah.
0: Perfect. Well, thanks again for coming on. It was, it was really fun conversation.
1: Thank you, Tyler. Thanks for having me.